1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
2: Out of the gates and ready to go. Hot Mike with Hutton and with underway across the Outkick Network. Live from 6th and Peabody with E.A. Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. From the Beer Garden, where Craig Campbell is kicking off CMA Fest Week the right way, raising money for a great charity for the Kitty Campbell Foundation. Uh, raising money for colon cancer research, he lost his father to cancer, and he's doing his part for the third leading cause of death among men and women when it comes to cancer deaths. Chad, we have a lot to get to. We've got a lot coming up throughout the show, uh, including Mark Canizaro from the New York Post, who covers the PGA Tour, where today, in a uh, stunning news, Jay Monahan releases a memo to the PGA Tour members announcing that the PGA Tour has merged. Yes, merged with the Live Tour. The same Jay Monahan who admonished players a year ago, last June, for taking the bag, taking the money, and lacking loyalty, trusting in the American Tour, the PGA Tour. A year later, to the month, the PGA Tour has merged with the Saudi-backed public investment firm, which is Live craziness
1: that dirty blood money from saudi arabia must have suddenly been cleaned over the past year because now it's perfectly acceptable for the pga tour to accept that money where a year ago it wasn't acceptable for guys like phil mickelson and brooks kepka and dustin johnson and bryson dechambeau to leave and take that money from the saudi wealth fund a lot of thoughts and we're going to get into all of them and there's a lot of angles to unpack from this story but I do want to start with this. One year ago to the day, in Canada, at the Canadian Open, which is going on this week now, Jay Monahan, in a room full of PGA Tour players, asked the question, have you ever had to apologize for being a member of the PGA Tour, in regards to the Live Tour? And here we are a year later, and this is a merger between these tours, Hutton. This is an amazing day for the golf fan in across the world in America, everywhere, because you don't have to worry about a competing brand taking away the players you want to watch on the tour you watch most often, and make no mistake about it, people are watching the PGA Tour, they're not watching Live Tour on television, but what the Live Tour was able to accomplish was pushing away from the narrative that it was PGA Tour rules and nothing else mattered, and they set the standard and the barrier for everyone else, and if you couldn't get in, it didn't matter, because they had the rule book. They wrote it, they controlled it. Well, now there's a shared experience with that rule
2: book, and Live Tour helps write it as well. Last June, Live, they teed off with their first event at Centurion Club in London. And when they, within minutes of teeing off, Commissioner Jay Monahan issued a memo just like he did this morning, a year ago to the month, and he suspended the 17 players that joined Live Tour. And in the memo, the quote was for turning their backs on the PGA Tour by willfully violating a regulation. They then preach morality. You see this all over the all over the place. They preach morality and loyalty. When in regards to why he was saying all that, it's just to keep the PGA Tour the PGA Tour as we knew it then. It wasn't about morality. It was about surviving. And in order to survive this morning, the memo was released to the PGA players, which, by the way, speaking to a couple of them, I was on speakerphone during a practice round at the Canadian Open this morning. They found out at 9.55, either through social media or through the memo that Monaghan pushed out. Apparently, no one saw this coming from the PGA end of it Uh, and from the live tour end of it. The top players are saying, or or at least acknowledging, they weren't expecting it either. But what this comes down to is Liv taking over. And honestly, they took over last August based on a court ruling and a concurring opinion following the ruling where the judge actually sided with the PGA Tour. But Chad, they then appealed, and the Saudis, with their $750 billion, jumped on board with the antitrust lawsuit that Phil Mickelson and others were a part of. And what that led to was, in the appeal, more time, more time to kick the can down the road with their billions upon billions of dollars through the legal system. And we were going to see discovery on both sides. And the PGA Tour didn't want discovery to happen. And they blinked. I don't know how much you look at it, based on the merger that took place today, uh, where Judge Freeman, it was Judge uh, Beth Lapson Freeman in the U.S. Northern District of California. uh, She found originally that the Saudi-backed live tour, the players that were kept out of the FedEx Cup down in Memphis, they didn't have any leg to stand on in terms of them not being allowed to play. But then came an appeal. And, Chad, the quote of, memories fade and documents may disappear over time. Thus, a full halt of discovery would harm the litigation process. And then she pointed to the tour's gamesmanship claim, saying they have so much money they just want to keep it in the courts, as unconvincing. This happened last month. And I, I, you look at the wealth fund and everything involved, and the blood money that apparently Phil Mickelson fell on the sword for, ends up backing the pockets of the PGA Tour today.
1: Amazing day for Phil Mickelson. Yeah. Amazing day for Brooks Koepka. Everyone else who kept receipts, kept clearly did, calling out Brandel Chambly saying a wellness check on, oh, on Chamblee today. Guess who has
2: to cover the tour now?
1: And guess who may end up resigning, honestly. I mean, I don't know how you come back from that. If you're him with everything, I mean, he has been the most outspoken critic of Saudi Arabia and the yeah. Live Tour throughout. I don't know how you go out there and try to put on a brave face and act like now this is all okay. And keep in mind, all this talk from Monaghan and a lot of people about Live and about the morality of it and everything else, and Hutton, I think you've done a good job illustrating the hypocrisy from a lot of different yeah, levels of business. It's
2: clicks and, and headlines different And different sports
1: leagues and everyone else that take that money yep. on a routine basis
2: and then they don't care.
1: want to talk, speak out when other people take They take the money, the money
2: from the advertisers who are also Saudi-backed. Well, this is what
1: maybe the the big takeaway for me in all of this. All that criticism about Saudi Arabia, all that criticism about where the money's going, all the criticism about human rights violations, everything else. Yasir al-Ramayan, who is the governor of Saudi Arabia's Sovereign Wealth Fund, is now the chairman of the board of directors of the PGA Tour. Let that sink in for a second. The guy with the key to the vault of all of the money of the sovereign government of Saudi Arabia, is the chairman of the board of directors of the PGA Tour. After all of that talk from Jay Monahan, this is now the situation that we find ourselves in today. This is a groundbreaking golf story. I would argue it's a groundbreaking sports story, not just for America, but for the world. Certainly a historic day in the United States, and Saudi Arabia, this is not the end of it. This is the beginning, and I think it's just a, an incredible story all, all around. We're going to get into a lot of it, and Hutton, Jay Monahan did not duck the fact that he's going to get crushed over this. In a quote, he said, in the short term, I expect a lot of questions and criticism, but in the long run, players who stayed to the PGA Tour will see they benefited in many ways. I would ask this question, Jay Monahan, on that last part. How? Yeah. How did the guys who turned down hundreds of millions of dollars – to only a year later see that they're going to take that money and have a chance to play in all the tournaments they want to on PGA Tour. How are you going to argue to those players who stood behind you and argued every single talking point you threw out there? Tell me how they're going to benefit in the long run when they turned away that money. And now they're right back in the same spot that Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka, Phil Mickelson, all of these guys who were the enemies of the state, the state being the PGA Tour. They're now welcome back with open arms. Yep. Explain to me how those that stayed with the PGA Tour repeated your talking points you wanted them to, defended you at all costs. How are they really going to be okay in the long run? They're going to be okay, But they're not the winners in this. It's pretty clear to me, Live Tour wins. And the guys who took the bag and left and are now welcome
2: back in with this merger, they're the winners in this story. Well, Jay Monahan remains in power from the PGA Tour perspective. But you're right, Uh, PGA Tour is now bought and and has sold itself to the the Saudis. Here's what the Tour merger comes down to. Through the memo where Monaghan sent out a memo to the PGA Tour members this morning, many of them, the the players that Chad just described, found out on social media firsthand, not through the memo while they were at the golf course. Uh, The PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, and the Public Investment Fund, which is Live Golf, They're going to combine commercial operations. The mission, tell me if you've heard this before, Uh, it's no longer to grow the game of golf, which is the BS that Mickelson and others were pumping last year. Now it's to unify the game of golf on a global basis. The new collectively owned for-profit entity is nameless, but it's to be determined on the name of the new tour. The, the live Tour will make capital, they will make a massive capital investment to the new entity, named to be determined, and facilitate the growth of the new, the new Tour. The PGA Tour will remain as a 501c6 tax-exempt organization, which is also ludicrous. PGA Tour retains administrative oversight of the PGA Tour, including sanctioning of events. But now Lyft Tour is going to be sanctioned in order to participate and vice versa. They've also mutually agreed to end all pending litigation. This is really what it comes down to. They've agreed to end all pending litigation between the participating parties and the process to be established for players to reapply for the PGA Tour or the DP World Tour membership after the 2023 season will be determined, which says nothing. There's a huge open-ended area there that must be described. But as far as who's running things, it's the same group that Mickelson and and, and others joined up with last year and took the money. Uh, and specifically, the man in charge was sitting right next to Jay Monaghan this morning, Yasir Al-Rumayan. Listen to him.
0: We are investing in the game that everybody loves the control is uh, not there it's the governance that we would like uh, to have it's going to be you know a vote system in a board and the majority in the board will be with the pga it's right. not going to be uh, with uh, with us he
2: did not respond yeah and he's now running the pga tour they meanwhile chad you can go down and, and yes. listen to to jay monahan Jared. who is uh Asked, he was asked what, what the expectations are for fans and the fan response to
0: today's news.
1: A lot of people have been reading about the tension. And I said previously that we were going down our path, they were going down theirs. And today, that
0: tension goes away. The litigation has dropped. We're announcing to the world that on behalf of this game, we're coming together. It's less about how people respond today, and it's all about how people respond in 10 years.
2: See, here's what happened, Chad. The PGA Tour bluffed last year. They didn't have any real balls with this. They bluffed. And Liv Tour has the bank accounts and the bankroll and the backing of the Saudis to end up where a year, no, we're not five years down the road, right? We are doing hypothetical topics last summer. Where are we 10 years from now? What's going to happen to the PGA Tour five years from now? Is Liv going to sustain what who they are in this tour being on, you know, uh, a, a television network that we're not watching. No one's watching it. The answer is not only are they going to do that, the PGA Tour will bow to them within 12 months. That's shocking.
0: And the same dude that was
2: preaching all this dissension is now handshake and hugs and... Glor- glorifying the the merger based on the fact there's no more dissension.
1: Yeah, and I, I picked apart one part from that, that quote we just heard, the audio we heard from Al Ramayan who said from the very beginning the whole initiative was how to grow the game of golf. And I think that was achieved today, was exactly that. And that's what Phil Mickelson was arguing, and that's what he's saying. And it's hard to argue with them right now on that. I do think the game of golf has grown because of all this. Now, Jay Monahan coming out and saying, that's not about how fans react or people react today. It's about 10 years from now. That is a convenient statement from someone who is rightfully going to get crushed today. But also, because he's a big loser in this, no, but also and he can't acknowledge it, but that's the case. But he also. They're also
2: going to stand to benefit financially. I can't stand hypocrites. Someone yep. who will look someone in the eye and lie to their face. And that's exactly what the PGA Tour did to its own membership. And Monaghan is saying, oh, it's not about today, it's about 10 years from now. Don't react. And it's not about today's reaction. He's the same dude who reacted the minute they teed off in London last year. Within minutes. Like, look in the mirror. Like, and, and the fact that, you know, it, the, oh, the mergers. PGA Tour players, they're pissed. How could you not be? Coming up in like 45 minutes, they have a players meeting at the Canadian Open with Monahan, And my guess is he needs to bring the hard hat in there. Because they didn't know about this until everyone else found out and did a double-take to see if CNBC's report was accurate and true because it looked like something on April Fool's Day.
1: Well, a little preview of that meeting that's coming up. There's going to be a lot of questions from the players that are there. He's going to get a pass because a lot of the top-name players that would have been offered a lot from Liv aren't going to be at this meeting because they're not playing in this tournament. But he's still going to get some tough questions from these players. And Hutton, his defense is going to be, you all stand to gain big time financially from this deal. Trust us on that. This is going to be beneficial for you. Now, the retort that I would have if I'm one of the players was, you told us not to take the money a year ago because of the morality of it and for loyalty purposes to the PGA Tour. And now your defense of this merger and this deal is, you stand to gain, gain a lot of money. We all do from this. That is hypocrisy. And that was, is what was at the root of all of this for Monaghan. And it, it showed its face today with this merger and represents a positive development in bringing harmony to men's professional golf. That's what Augusta National said about this. So I'm trying to look at this from all angles. And when you look at it from the fan's perspective, that's the point I want to get across is I do think overall this is a good thing for the golf fan now moving forward. And you've got the Royal and Ancient Golf Club acknowledging that, that runs the Open Championship, the British Open. And you've got Augusta National acknowledging that, that this now brings harmony to professional golf. Ultimately, I
2: think that's the good part for the fans. Yeah, but the the major tournaments, the championships, they were kind of the middleman in this. They facilitated the Live Tour players interacting and and winning championships, major championships, in front of the PGA Tour professionals, right? They were kind of the middleman in all of the. There wasn't a ton of live tour talk with everyone we've, we've interacted with. And then, you know, the court rulings and everything else play a huge factor. And, by the way, the PGA Tour, they're not the first. They won't be the last to take Saudi money. Um, but the way that it was handled a year ago from the public image of the PGA Tour, you know, let's wave the flag, stand and salute the PGA. Thank you, Rory. We love you. You're now the voice in the face of golf. Screw Phil Mickelson. Brooks Kepka can go, you know, sit on and spin. And meanwhile, the truth is, they were scared. And they knew that they were going to lose in court. And ultimately, they didn't have the, the financial backing to go toe-to-toe with the Saudi-backed league that has $700 billion in this wealth fund, which is just nuts. But UFC, WWE, and, and many of your favorite artists that you listen to on the radio or through, you know, streaming, they're all doing special shows over in Saudi. And the PGA Tours teaming up because nowadays that's how you stay afloat. You sell yourself. You whore yourself out. And the PGA Tour has done that a year after they claim that they're current players and champions and people that they pointed to as the stars on tour. Did the same thing, and Mickelson is. I, I haven't seen where he said anything yet, but considering the way that the public reaction was to him, he wouldn't show up to certain tournaments. Uh, ridiculous. Well, the, you know, they, they wouldn't follow him on CBS's coverage or ESPN's coverage on Thursday and Friday at the Masters, but all of a sudden they had to because he's at the top of the leaderboard, fighting for a championship. Cue up the
1: gift of uh, Vince McMahon, you know, coming out of the being announced. Yeah. Next time Phil Mickelson goes up to a podium anywhere for a press conference, that's going to be his swagger coming into this. I want to close this segment with this right here because this is where it all comes down to. And Ali in our, in our YouTube chat, by the way, watch us on YouTube. I'll interact with you there as well as making some great points about the almighty dollar. And this is, this is the hypocrisy of all of OJ Monaghan, and this is the best way I can sum it up quickly. People only preach about loyalty and integrity and morality when they're getting outbid. And that is all Jay Monahan had to fall on, was these people are evil, they're dirty, their money is bloody, and the PGA Tour stands for what is all holy and righteous in the world of golf. And if you care at all about your legacy and your integrity, then you stay with us and make maybe less money, but your legacy will be intact. And they had to rely on that because they could not outspend the sovereign Saudi government. And a year later, when it benefited them financially to end this lawsuit and to take their money in advertising dollars, which is a part of this deal, the PGA and Jay Monahan, they're going to step in front of a microphone and tell you, I know you're going to react negatively to this now. But we did what's right for the game of golf. Give me a break. This is all about money. It's always been about money. Do not preach integrity, morality, anything else. It's about this right here, the almighty dollar. And guess what won today? The almighty dollar. But I will argue, also the winners today, golf fans. Sure. Because I think a united golf professional world is good for the
2: sport. I just hate people that it's hide behind certain things. And that's what Phil Mickelson was pointing out. He didn't disagree with the fact that he took the money. All right, but he said, I'm going to change the way to this the tour is, is governed. And he has. Because he was There's saying, while they were po- preaching loyalty and respect show. and morality yeah. and, hey, keep be. the tour together, don't let the Saudis Florida, take over, Mickelson was saying, you're like fake, you you're greedy, you're lying, and you're bluffing. And he, I, I point this out because tonight. he said it in so the one of the initial saying, comments. They tried to they charge him like a million bucks for the rights to his own highlights so sure for the match on TNT, the PGA show. Tour. You know
0: how rare that is a free show. You that was that the last
1: draw here. for him. Well, back think about here. that though. Yeah.
2: Come
0: on. Let's And, and I hear some noise. the simple
2: let's fact go. that we are Come here we are 12 months later is ridiculous considering all of the crap that they fed their own players who found out the same way we did. Coming up We'll switch gears. Michael McHenry will join us. The top storylines across Major League Baseball, including a top pitcher who is now back on the injured list. And a little bit later, we'll dive further into LIV and PGA. And all of a sudden, there's no more rivalry. It is like a Vince McMahon script. You know, the two rivals are now tag team partners, taking over the world of golf. This is Hot Michael Hutton-Withrow. Live from 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine, the Country Music Association Festival going on. It's always this week in June. was oh, so
1: official, and I've never heard it referred to as the, the Country CMAs, Music Association Festival.
2: CMAs, Yeah, we've got... Uh, For,
1: that's a long way to say it. I always heard uh, CMA Fest. I'm getting thirsty back here, by Celebrity,
2: the way. Celebrity. Uh, everyone porthole. walking
1: by with these drinks, these uh, cocktails in the middle of the
2: day, really making me thirsty. Country uh, music artist Craig Campbell hosting his ninth annual... His ninth annual. Dylan's uh, laughing because he thought I meant another home.
1: form of thirsty, is what I was talking about.
2: Well done. Well done. Uh, Dual th-
1: meaning, Dylan, okay? Craigcampbell.com is business. where you can support
2: their efforts in colon cancer research, the third leading, leading cause of cancer related deaths in both men and women. Uh, we're uh, great to be out here and, and helping support uh, these efforts. Craig's been a great friend and he's been a part of some songwriter nights and other uh, philanthropic things that we've done over the years. Uh, great guy, he's got a great group here. Everyone from Chip Esten to David Nell and Jared many others. Jared
1: Neiman is in the championship match right yeah. now against Craig. And then I think Craig's going to hop over at the end of this hour to join us for a
2: little bit. Awesome. Craig
1: can give us an update about how much money he's raised as well.
2: No doubt, no doubt. Uh, money raised, that's what the PGA Tour did today through the Saudis. I'm curious, so coming up in 30 minutes, I, mean, I would, I would pay to be a fly on the wall in this meeting at the Canadian Open. But here's my, my question, my initial reaction to what I saw on social media, which was uh, several uh, tour players. You can tell they're frustrated. You can tell they're angry.
0: But it's difficult to find anyone associated
2: with both tours to come on and talk about it. Right? Yep. And if I'm a PGA Tour player, what reason do you have to stay silent? What reason do you have to zip up when they were begging you to speak out a year ago and now they're telling you to pipe down and let us handle the PR that you didn't even know about until Twitter told you this morning?
1: Can I read you a text I got from a PGA Tour um, associate of ours that actually gets paid by the PGA Tour? Yep. This was a response to an interview request from Hot Mike here on Outkick. Sent him a text, not going to reveal who it is, but a PGA Tour employee said, I would love to join you guys, but I'm going to have to pass until there's more clarity. Given I work for the tour and all the broadcast companies, we still don't really know what all of this means totally. I hope you understand and look forward to discussing when we have more information. Sure. That's fair. Right. Because even in the statement, this is one interesting part of this I haven't really seen many people touch on. When the PGA and Jay Monahan is saying, we're going to figure out how to incorporate team golf into the PGA Tour Give me a winning ticket. because that's a big element Give in Live Tour. But so part of this merger is going to be, well, not they're not all going, going to be to team run. golf tournaments, but I do think we're going to sprinkle in to a couple, three, three four team golf, golf events, Ryder Cup style, that's going to be these Live teams, that concept on the PGA four. Tour. That's what I took that as when he's saying, the we got to figure out how to incorporate that, that now.
2: Star. Yeah, but uh, also saying, the uh, right al Ramayan one, in a five, quote that he had five, on CNBC nine, nine, where, one, four, I mean, four, he's just saying that they're winner. going to continue to negotiate and, and not even negotiate, anybody, just talk through ideas anybody, and everything's one, on the table five, or not five, available. Nine, one, they're not four, sold four. on any one way to do things in this friendly merger. All of a sudden, it's kumbaya after a, a war was declared. <laughs> yeah, now it's a, you know, a pat on the butt. Good job. It was a fun 12 months. Everyone's rich now, which is crazy. And I, I, again, the biggest names in golf have a voice. They can speak out. And oh, by now? the way, uh, how about sponsors like Number. KPMG oh. that immediately removed their logos oh. from oh. Phil Mickelson's oh. hat? Ugly logo, yeah, by the do. way. Uh, but the idea a that sponsors four left four those players but backed the PGA Tour go. players. We and here six, seven, are the sponsors four, going, eight, what do we do now? Because publicly, we backed the loyalty and morality that they were Six, preaching. Seven, four, and eight, now it's about, nine, five, well, I guess we got to stick on if we love the game of golf. we got to grow the game of golf. It's BS oh, man. She's yeah. on both sides. It, it's, uh, like, it, it, it's not grow the game of golf. It's not uh, continue to push uh, and, and uh, have, have new fans of the game of golf globally. That's all BS. They took the money, both sides. And that's what they're not saying. But that's exactly what they've done.
1: Well, I still think with Liv, though, they're basically still paying the money. I mean, they did. I can't argue with the fact they grew the game and changed it because they came in and disrupted the whole system. And they did that by
2: just spending a ton of money. Where is Tiger Woods? If Tiger leads the way, up somewhere. if he leads the charge on this, he reportedly turned down $750 million guaranteed to join the Liv Tour. And a year later, if he wants to play again on tour, He's partnered with Liv. Okay. No, my look, my,
1: my I point is, is I, I don't know PJ Tour is completely full of it. Totally, completely to tally, hypocrites. To yeah. All of them, they look dumb. But but everyone, now we get to see everyone. everyone who first, just those regurgitated first. those talking all points, those formal company formal. lines yep. from Jay Monaghan now this looks foolish. And they're gonna be pissed off at Jay Monaghan of the PJ Tour city, for being made to look foolish by Campbell echoing down what down he's down saying and then a year later they merge. Um, I can't really call the Live Tour
2: full of it right now. They said no. we're doing this to grow the game of golf. Well, I'm I'm calling them full of it last year when they were saying they were doing this to work, to push awareness. Oh, you're
1: talking about the players. Yes,
2: but that was yeah. No, the
1: players were always there. I'm saying. I'm saying Monahan's
2: now echoing. Yeah,
1: that. I'm saying the Live Tour in general. Like when Al Ramayan says, "Our goal was to grow the game of golf, and today we feel like we've accomplished that." He's not lying, but how did they grow the game of golf, and how did they accomplish it? They just pumped a ton of money they into it. it to disrupt it. the entire system. Uh, right. When they could not initially buy the PGA Tour, they the bought some of their best players. So that, like they the they line. Line. so that affected the PGA Tour's bottom line. They hated that. They had to pay more money to keep their good players on their tour. They had to worry about those uh, those major champions that left. We're not talking about just all scrubs. Major Uh, champion golfers, big celebrities that left their tour. So that money disrupted their business. And now it's completely disrupted the PGA Tour to the point Uh, that they've had to merge. But you know what Live Tours continue to do through all this? Lose money. Like they're just spending. Because what is part of the deal? They're going to have to take a lot of the money they were spending (laughs) on players and pump that into advertising to the PGA Tour. So... I've always thought, now look, they've got a huge tolerance for money losses and all of this. This is sort of a grand experience to see if you can disrupt an industry. And they've come in and successfully done it. This could be a case study for future sports and future business. I don't think they're done with PGA Tour. I don't think so, the Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, the sovereign wealth fund, is done disrupting industries and
2: disrupting leagues. It's not going to stop here. Here's where it's... Not the same, though, for other major leagues. The PGA Tour professional, the, the players were claiming they were independent contractors, right? That's what they were suing over, was the antitrust, the anti-trust uh, and the, the, uh, the lawsuits there that Mickelson and everyone else, I think it was 10 players, and then Saudi came in and financially backed the lawsuit. I don't know if the other leagues can say that because you're under contract. Meanwhile, you qualify for certain tournaments through the PGA Tour, and the professionals choose whether or not they're going to play that specific weekend based on sponsorships and other things. So I think it's, it is a case study for that. Like uh, pro wrestling, that's what WWE guys claim, that they're technically uh, not under contract, but free to go anywhere, anytime, which apparently they're not. But that's what the tour players argued and what they appealed and what the judge said, that we're not going to pause Discovery we're not going to hear this case for a year or maybe more. And in the meantime, both sides are going to turn over the books. And that led to today. Craziness.
1: Yeah, it is. Alley in our YouTube chat says, should we expect live MLB 2.0 or live NBA? If I'm Saudi Arabia watching this chaos, that smells like a cash cow. It would be a lot more expensive to do well, this with the NBA or Major League Baseball. But a lot of those leaks, because though, of the are teams already and the in amount bed with them. Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah, no, they're already making money. But I'm saying, what if that's not enough for the Saudi Wealth Fund, the Sovereign Wealth Fund? They don't just want to be in bed with them and trying to make money together. They want to own it. Yeah. If they want to own something else, look, they don't own the PGA Tour because they're not the majority stakeholder right now. Still the PGA is. But they own a big share of it. They now have a say. they got a seat at the table. Again, hey. Yasser Al-Ramayan is the governor of Saudi Arabia's Sovereign Wealth Fund. He's the chairman of the board for the PGA Tour now. They have a seat at
2: the table. Not just that. They own it. You know, they're the financial backing now. And consider this. 24 hours ago, Phil Mickelson was the pariah forever. And now we sit here and see that all of a sudden he could be considered the the, Ryder Cup captain again within 24 hours based on the sentiment of Jay Monahan. Coming up, Craig Campbell will join us later in the show. John McClain, Michael McHenry, and much more. And we have tons more reaction, different branches on this tree to discuss as the Live Tour and the PGA Tour have merged today. A lot more coming on Hot Mike.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.
2: Sixth and Peabody, our location, and it's the host for Craig Campbell's celebrity cornhole tournament and he wins his own tournament. I did. Uh, it's unbelievable. It's uh, terrible. Uh, it's country terrible. music artist It feels uh, Craig like it's the Campbell first time here. you've won
0: this tournament. I, man, yeah. you know, I'm about 50-50 now uh, after, after nine years. Uh, so, it's, uh, man, a lot of the celebrities are finally they're They're like, wait a minute. You know, you, you've won on <laughs> more than half of these things. And, and so, I'm, I'm, we're beginning to think it's rigged. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, but I mean, you brought in a ringer, right? Uh, I didn't bring him in. Oh, that's he, he was paired thing. with you. Yeah, yeah, he—he just, he, just luck. Yeah. Well, he bid to be my partner. Oh, Okay. Well done, unsolicited. Well done. Yeah. So, yeah. I Craig, think there's a
1: national scouting report put out there by Craig to find the best cornhole <laughs> players in America. I, I, yeah. Chad's father. And needs that to person be here. just that, yeah. They—they they get a Withrow. benefactor and they bid a lot of money to play with Craig, and that's how he wins his tournament. I'll be
0: honest with you. Now, I will say, like, this is maybe maybe I shouldn't admit this, but uh, there was a few years ago. I talked to a buddy. of Mine's like, "Look, hey, if you'll bid, I will match it. So you know, we can win." But we didn't. We lost. <laughs> so I was like, oh, sh- "I can't do that no more." That's what
1: happens when you try to rig the system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. My all dad of- would love to play at some point, honey, as you were saying. Oh, Tom, all- Tom Withrow loves to play a little. All of the, the goods.
2: Oh, he's he is excellent. My dad Correct. is good
1: at any like eagle eye. We call him eagle eye, eagle eye type game. He doesn't you hit know, the horseshoes, board. cornhole. He does not hit darts. The board. Pull any of those games. He's really good. He, he doesn't. Walk. He
2: doesn't It's a swish. He doesn't hit the board. No kidding. Yeah, he doesn't slide it. He tries to. Yeah. yeah. swish it. No, okay. No bank
0: shot. They make movies about this guy. Yeah. Okay. He's the he's the
2: hustler. Yeah. Right. He's he he's the hustler that no and it's it's easy for him to show up and sandbag. Basically,
1: uh, like the guy you tried to bribe yeah. to get to play uh, with you when no you didn't win the tournament. No, no, yeah. Okay.
2: So CMA Fest week is here. Uh, it's always you know, right here in the in the middle of June, early June. Uh, and you've done this now—the ninth annual uh, Cornhole Tournament to benefit the, the Kenny Campbell uh, Foundation. Uh, I know you, you touched on it last week with Chad, but it was a great turnout, and it's a great way to kick off the week for CMA Fest.
0: Yeah, you know we, we've we've uh, we've been doing this uh, for several years now. We had to take a couple of years off uh, during that that weird little uh, uh, nothing world, was open world shutdown situation. Yeah. It's still but, the um, annual. Yeah, the, but it's still the annual. It, it needs and to be. And uh, yeah, so we man, we've had a lot of fun. we over over the course of nine events, we've raised over a million dollars, and, and uh, it's because of people that, that are passionate about what we do, and the event is super fun, um, and it's just the idea that you know you can go ahead and throw bags, drink some cold beer, yep. and and raise money for uh, for colorectal cancer. It's just it's awesome, and and, uh, and no, and the crazy thing. When I started this, nobody in Nashville during CMA Fest was doing a cornhole tournament. And we all play cornhole on the road. And so nobody was doing it. And I was like, I, I took total, total advantage of that. And, you know, the, the slogan that I coined was, you know, cornholing for the colon. It just works. It's perfect. It's, it just works. It's great. perfect. Yeah. Hey, Anything
2: that rhymes is always good. You mentioned being on tour. Uh, of all the tours you've been a part of, which one is most memorable? Which one comes to mind first? The best stories that you can or cannot tell?
0: Okay. Uh, you know, when I first moved to Nashville, I, I was very fortunate to, to land some cool some cool gigs. You've been uh, there I, and done that. So I played piano. I was actually a piano player for a guy by the name of Tracy Bird. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I played piano for Tracy Bird for about two years. That was super, super cool. So, and then I also was hired to play piano for a guy named Luke Bryan. So I played. Never heard piano. of him. I, <laughs> I played Did he ever make it? He's an up and coming <laughs> Up and coming yeah. 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 So, you know. Full circle, you know, playing piano for Luke. And then uh, in 2017, he uh, he reached out and said, hey, would you like to be on, come out uh, on tour with us for the and Love and Everyday Tour? So that was really neat to be able to, to not only at one time I was Luke Bryan's piano player, now I get to open the show. Uh, that was really cool. So I would say the Luke Bryan tour is probably at the top of the list. Uh, being on tour with Willie Nelson was pretty cool back oh, in, in 2011. Awesome. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, I've, I've, I've done some cool things.
1: I mean, how much of it is just finding the right vibe with the people you're around on a tour like that?
0: 100. When you're
1: opening for someone, when you're with a group, is that is that the main part of it's it? It's
0: all about the vibe, just because, I mean, you know, you, you, you're on stage for, especially when you're first of three, you're, you know, you're 30 minutes on stage. And you got, so you got 20, 20 you know, three and a half hours during the day to kind of hang out and be, and chill with these guys yeah. it you have to be able to click off stage and so that's more important than anything and being on stage being, being on tour with luke Brown is, is was was one of the coolest things just because my band loved his band and, and i love luke and it was just it just worked what's this week like for an artist it's
2: crazy uh, for country music i mean it's uh, jam-packed with fans multiple venues everything from the stadium shows at night which are sold out to uh, the riverfront to the the amphitheater to the Ryman and the Opry and uh, events like here at Sixth and Peabody where they can get 2,000 people in here if they want to.
0: So yeah, that's that's the thing is you know we travel all the time, all over the United States, all over the world sometimes, uh, and we go we go to the we go to the fans. Yeah, CMA Fest is the one uh, time in the year that the fans come to us, so we t- we try to take advantage of that and we you know from. Technically, it don't start till Thursday, but you know, like today, we're we're here for on a Tuesday. People are here starting on Sunday, Monday, and we just try to cram it all. We try to see everybody, as many people as we can, uh, starting on Monday all the way through Sunday uh, during CMA Fest, and so we, we, you know, take advantage of that. It's crazy. It's it's exhausting. You know, come come Monday, I'll probably sleep until noon. Uh, but it's it's a good week, and and we, we I embrace it. I, I look forward to it every year. It's so unique, too. In it's music. very unique. I've
1: always been amazed that no other genre has been able to replicate it. No. You know, there's not a, a, a festival to that level where everyone goes to one city and every artist is there taking part yeah. in it, like you have with country music. What
0: is it about country music that lends itself to that? I think, you know, the country music itself, if you think about what, what country music stands for and the music and the lyrics, and uh, it's always it's historically been all about, you know, relationships. And, and how people can, you know, you you write and you sing songs that people can relate to, uh, and that's what country music's been all about, from from the from the inception of country music way back when, and so that that over the course of of decades, people, it, it's not a big deal to say, you know what, I know that I can go to Nashville on these days and I can see all of my favorite artists, and we're going to do that, and that's where that's what it turned into, and it's it's a. Obviously, it's super successful.
2: And you're playing on Thursday at Ascend, right? At the Saturday. Saturday. Saturday yeah. at Ascend.
0: So Saturday, June 10th, I'll be at Ascend. It's uh, the Dr. Pepper stage. Uh, we start at, I think, 3.30, and it's, uh, I'm going I'm to give them all I got for 30 minutes, boy. And you're going to be back here tonight? So I'll be back here five five tonight o'clock? at 5 o'clock. Nice. Know, we've got a few few special guests that are going to get up and sing with us tonight.
2: Well, you know why, uh, you know why it's 5 o'clock? Because of us. We requested. I'm, se- I'm serious. No, no, because that's but, when you guys are like, Yeah, because we're done and we didn't want uh, to yeah, have to try to talk over you would be a distraction. Uh, we yeah, we can deal been. with a lot of distractions, but I
1: feel like the, the level yeah. of sound coming yeah. your from love you song your the side of the side of the
2: side I the side of the love songs the side of the side of
0: the side of the side on the show of the we're saying. I correct. appreciate you uh, accommodating. Uh, the, the show tonight. I well, appreciate you accommodating <laughs> us. Have you seen the, the news around. today of,
2: of PGA Tour and Live Tour? They've merged. No, I have. PGA not. Tour a year after uh, denouncing anyone that joined the Live Tour, they they have announced they are merging with the Live and the Saudis. Isn't that crazy? How's that going to work? However, the Saudis want it to work with them when, when it
1: comes <laughs> I mean, like the money. Where, where? Well, if right now you've got the, the Saudis just spending. They're yeah. just spending, 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 spending. So they've bought their way into every level of it. And I'm guessing it's probably like a 49% stake because they said that PGA still retains the majority of the, the shares. They re- retain the majority of the company. So we'll see how it works. Wow. It's a lot of money going around. I have though.
0: not heard about that. That's crazy. You'll
2: be playing a, a show <laughs> overseas sometime, <laughs> you know, for a PGA right. tour or something. Okay. Hey, man, uh, great to see you. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of this. Man. Uh, I'm well, you're a great friend of ours. You always have been. So we, we've got – you're back on anything you're doing. It's been a, it's been a great day. Uh, thank you all for... Uh,
0: Did you raise for, the money you wanted? Yes. Good. No, no. I, I mean, every every year's above and beyond, and, and we haven't even counted the silent auction. So, I mean, even, like, if we stopped it right now, everything's uh, where we wanted it to be and then some. Uh, so And we haven't even counted the silent auction. So it's, it's been a great day. Well,
1: hopefully you'll be back here with Old Smokey and Yeehaw at 6th yes. and Peabody next year, yes, too.
0: Today, the Yeehaw, Old Smokey, 6th, and Peabody has been amazing. Uh, been top of the top notch, w- with hospitality, venue, stage, all that—it's been top notch, and uh, we absolutely—I I foresee this being a great relationship for years to come. We Plus, it's a home game too. for us. We <laughs> <should> <laughs> just step right. out of our That's studio, right. and come
1: over it. here. I love it. So it's
2: perfect. We're gonna stick around, shotgun beers with you on stage. Let's go. That'll be good. Good to see you, man. Yes, sir. Good to see you guys. Craig Campbell, yep, uh, thank you, man. one of the best uh, in the in the town. Uh, check him out at CraigCampbell.tv. You can also uh, join their mission to raise awareness and funds for a cure for, for colon cancer, the third leading cause of death among cancer deaths for both men and women. Um, and, Chad, the show rolls on. We've got yeah, a lot to hit. We've got when a we scheduling
1: back. change. Uh, Michael McHenry's going to come up next. Good. So we've shuffled some things around, so we'll talk some baseball. And we'll continue talking about what is the biggest story in the sports world, which
2: is the merger between the PGA Tour and the Live Tour. And at some point right in, a, in five minutes, the, they are supposed to begin a meeting at the Canadian Open with Jay Monaghan and the PGA Tour with its players. So as that comes about and we get news trickling out of that. I would guess
1: within 10 or 15 minutes, someone that's in that meeting may be texting a member of the media and we'll get some information from that meeting while it's happening. I think pretty quickly we're going to get some reports about what's going on in that meeting.
2: Craig, final thought, um, what score did you have? And I'm curious if Chad believes that his father could beat you. I don't think think he could. on you know. cornhole.
0: Well, we we uh, the final the final game was close and like Jared Jared has been here every, Jared Neiman has been here every year he's getting better every it's year It's the rematch yeah uh, and we were in the finals together so um, <laughs> it was close it was close uh, but my father would need air conditioning to
1: be able to compete he's seventy nine just turned seventy nine uh, so the heat might get to him He'd okay be an that's part for of the
2: sandbagging they're yeah. doing it right now to you no, It's part it's, of the sandbagging it needs to be Already. a
0: controlled climate he, he's for Tom hus- to really excel it, this is the beginning of the hustling stages. Uh, yeah.
2: Michael McHenry joins us as we kick off our number two. We've got John McClain and more opinion and thoughts and reaction to what the players are told in the meeting with Jay Monahan, which is taking place in just several minutes from right now. Stay tuned. More coming with Hot Mike with Hunter Winthrop across the Outkick Network.